May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. As some of you may know, I am a part of an international community of priests, the Sodality of Mary, Mother of Priests. Our superior, Father Richard, came over to preach and lead our vision day earlier this year, although that now feels so long ago. One of the unexpected blessings of this time of isolation has been that the community has grown, in particular with priests from other parts of the world. While before there were, I think, two priest members in New Zealand or Australia, and maybe the same in North America, many more have now joined the community. Recently we renewed our commitment for another year and welcomed new members. The size of the community pretty much doubled, and then more will be welcomed again next Saturday. Technology has aided the community at this time, meeting regularly for prayer and conversation via Zoom. It's not uncommon for me to be praying the rosary with sister and brother priests in Australia and New Zealand early on a Monday morning, and then with sister and brother priests in Canada and the USA, plus France, Ireland, Spain and the UK on a Saturday evening. Getting to know each other and the contexts in which we find ourselves has been invaluable at this time. Learning more about the Anglican Church throughout the world, previously the only province I knew much of apart from England, was Southern Africa, and finding out how each country and province was doing during this virus. Hearing about small gatherings for Mass in Newcastle, Australia, before we started doing so here, and what they had learned. Or the guidelines offered by the Church of Ireland about reopening churches. And how when Father Cody was ordained priest in South Dakota, USA on Friday, we celebrated his first Mass at his ordination because the bishop didn't know when he might otherwise get the opportunity to celebrate Mass. What a joy it was to be with him virtually for that Mass. But what a sorrow to think that a new priest doesn't know when he can next celebrate the sacraments. An international community of priests give that reminder that, as in today's Gospel, there is that need, that charge, to go out rather than just stay where we are. Jesus went about teaching, preaching, healing. He was compassionate to those he met, inviting them, wanting them to follow him. And he charged his disciples to do the same. Go. Not just to those who already know Jesus, but rather those who do not. Those who have wandered off, those who used to know Jesus, but got distracted or disheartened, go, meet them, proclaim the gospel. Yes, we acknowledge there's a lot to do and not many people to do it. So pray that other people may join you, said Jesus. Pray to God that other people will join in the mission. Don't do it for payment, don't do it for reward. Do it because of what God has done for you and what God calls you to do. Go, 
proclaim, teach, grow, enable others. That is the message summarised in this Gospel reading. It almost sounds like the headline for a mission action plan or a vision statement of a church. What is involved in being a follower of Jesus, when you think about it, is quite a lot, it's quite hard. Or even it's very hard. Letting go of control of your life and destiny, allowing it rather to be shaped by God and by his plans for you. It involves taking risks. It involves doing things other people might think a bit balmy, or very balmy come to that. It involves engaging with people we might rather not go near. It involves reaching out to others in love, showing that God loves them, no matter who they are, no matter what might have happened in their life prior to that point. It can feel too much to do. But the Gospel gives some guidelines for what we should do. It's almost broken down into parts to make it more manageable. Go. Don't just stay in church, nice as it is that we are now able to be back here. Proclaim. Tell people that you are a follower of Jesus. Tell people that God is concerned with their life. Tell people what a difference it has made to your life that you know Jesus. Teach. Help people to go deeper in their relationship with God, which means going deeper ourselves too. Study the scriptures, learn, pray, and grow. Welcome others in, rather than just being an inward-looking club. Look to welcome others. Look to engage with those who are not yet here. Also enable others. Give responsibility to others in the church, rather than keeping the jobs we've had forever. Hey, that means having more people in first to be able to pass them on, but, well, that's all part of the whole scheme. Looking at the sodality, accepting these things is sometimes hard. The sodality growing so quickly means I no longer know everyone. We've had to meet in different ways and at different times, working out time zones. Cultures are different across the communion. Concerns are different. But we are learning from each other and growing as priests and as followers of Jesus. For the parish, we probably have the same concerns. What if things change? What if people aren't just like me? What if they do things differently, these new people? What if I don't know everyone anymore if we grow? What if I feel I don't fit in anymore? And so on. But what rather if we see a multitude of people coming to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour? What difference will that make? What if we are energised and excited about our faith? What if we have people desperate to read and to be on the coffee rotor? What if there are so many people worshipping here that we have to arrive early to get a seat? What if there are loads of children excitedly praying throughout the Mass? What if a new lo load of people actually are lovely 
and we learn from them just as much as they learn from us about God. It sounds pretty exciting if we look at it that way. So as we move back to worship in church fairly normally next week, let us have this as our focus moving forward. Go, proclaim, teach, grow and enable others. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.